Planning and forecasting are a big part of SaaS marketing, and it's vital to look ahead and build a strategy that gives you the best chance of achieving your growth goals. Now, if you have a good understanding of your analytics and have a clear idea of where you want to be next year, you can even plan and predict how many leads you'll need to acquire each day to reach your targets. But things aren't as simple as they might appear, and it's important to remember that no day or month is alike. Some months have more days than others, some contain public holidays, and some are more popular for taking vacations, like for example, today, where it is blazing hot in the UK. These things may make it difficult to accurately forecast your growth, and if you're not prepared for them, they can cause you problems. If you react in the wrong way, you can burn a lot of money. Now in this episode, we'll look at how different companies react over these uneven months why their approach isn't always effective, why we take a different approach, and how you can use the lead waterfall to adapt effectively. Now, by the end of this episode, you'll have a reliable plan for monitoring and proactively adjusting your approach to avoid being caught short. And if you need help accurately forecasting the growth of your B2B SaaS, you should schedule a free SaaS scale session today to learn how we can help you get peace of mind. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. In most SaaS companies, growth goals are set in collaboration with revenue and strategy teams. Unfortunately, these goals are normally set in one of two flawed ways, which is likely making the marketing team be set up for failure. Approach one is to pick a big number out of thin air and hope to figure it out as you go and kind of sweat in just thinking about it. Approach number two is to increase last year's goals and budget by an arbitrary percentage. And sometimes we come across a company that combines the two by setting a gigantic goal that has a non-linear relationship with a budget that's only been increased by an arbitrary and, frankly, usually small percentage. Now that normally happens because the people setting the goals aren't the people responsible for hitting them. And they won't be the ones that look bad if the goals aren't met. Now, the biggest problem with that approach is that it creates huge pressure on SaaS marketers to maintain a high rate of growth over the following year, often without being given the resources that they need. There can also be the added pressure of trying to achieve more growth earlier in the year, because the nature of monthly payments means that the earlier you acquire a customer, the more payments you receive in each fiscal period. And that makes it even more important to accurately forecast growth and have plans in place for when it's not going as you'd hoped. Now, we had a client who had just raised around $90 million, which resulted in a big growth target being set to match what they'd promised their investors. They then took their goal for the year and divided it by 12 to give them monthly MQL and SQL goals to aim for and measure against. And that seemed sensible to them until they realized that in November, they would effectively lose a whole week due to Thanksgiving, due to public holidays and vacation days around that weekend. So they came to us concerned that they wouldn't reach their targets because they'd forecast four work weeks, but most of their customers are off eating turkey with their families for one of them. 
To resolve this, our client wanted to know if they should front load their spend by investing 120% in the first three weeks in an attempt to balance it out. Now, you're probably hearing that and thinking that sounds like a logical solution, but as we explained to them, it doesn't work that way. In B2B enterprise SaaS, only a small segment of your total addressable market is, I'm doing air quotes here, in market at any one moment. So while spending in a linear fashion may make sense on paper, in reality, it's just not as clear cut. Now, even if this wasn't the case, though, there are still buying cycles and buying habits that change during certain times of the year, which will also limit the number of leads you can acquire at those times. Demand is not a constant. I'm thinking about updating my tombstone with that one, actually. <laughs> now, the client struggled to understand this and wanted us to spend the money in any case. Now, ultimately, we would have been the ones held responsible later on when the cost per acquisition shot up, which it would have, so it wasn't in our best interest to go with this approach. Now, as I've talked about already, buying goes through cycles, and as consumers, our habits change throughout the year depending on what's going on in that month. Every country and culture has its own public holidays, such as Thanksgiving, Chinese New Year, Ramadan, the list goes on. Different countries also have different holiday seasons that should be considered. For example, if your primary geographical target is the US, their summer break tends to be between July or August. If you're targeting European customers, you might consider taking a very light-handed approach between April and September, because yes, we do like to relax over here. The rest of the team's in Toronto, don't worry guys. But if you're targeting customers in Australia, their summer break is mid-December to mid-January. Now, these factors will all affect the buying habits of your customers. So instead of ignoring them or trying to buy your way around them, you should keep them in mind while making your forecasts and setting your goals. The good news is that unless you're in your first year of business, you've already got data, most likely, to help you keep up with this. You can look back at your previous year and compare how much each month performed uh, compared to your growth goals. That way you can see exactly what impact these buying factors had in real terms. And by the way, by the time this episode gets out, you've probably got two weeks left to sort out your Google Analytics 4 migration so that you can get that data now, the easiest way to compare these is by putting the data into a lead waterfall. In a nutshell, the lead waterfall is a way to visualize where you're pacing against your growth goals, normally measured over a month. This lets you easily identify whether you're overperforming or underperforming based on your forecasts. You can then analyze the trends in your pacing and decide if you need to increase or decrease spend or even change tactics entirely to hit your goal. The chart above is generated using Databox, and if you are obviously just listening, you'll notice that I just said the chart above. I'm referring to the accompanying blog post. The link is in the show notes. This chart represents the days of the month on one axis and the progress towards monthly goal on the other. The idea is that your actual line, that's the solid line on the chart pictured, should ideally keep up with the goal line or the dotted line. For example, if you're 20% through the month, you should have achieved 20% of your goal. 
Now you're much more likely to see the actual line fluctuating up and down as in this example where we were below our MQL goal at the start of the month, indicated with a red section on the chart, but by the end of the month, you should be above the goal. And as I mentioned to you, we use Databox to manage all of our reporting, uh, as well as Google Data Studio. Databox is fantastic, and I highly recommend you give it a go. Now, the lead waterfall is great for monitoring your progress towards goals, but there's no point in monitoring if you're not going to be proactive with the information that you capture. It's important to know how to react to the data you're seeing, whether it's because you're falling behind or jetting ahead. So let's talk about what to do if you're underpacing. Now, if you look at the lead waterfall and see that you're underperforming, you need to take a step back and think about not just the things that you can do, but other factors or events that could impact your performance. For example, environmental factors. Before you jump to making any changes to budget or approach, it's important to look at the environmentals that could impact your growth. Now, it's often something simple that explains it. So it's worth spending time looking at these before moving on to tactical changes. It can also be useful to zoom out a bit and look at a wider time period to see if the dip is isolated to this month or whether it was already trending this way. Potentially something happened over the last couple of months, which is gradually having a bigger and bigger impact on your growth. Could your tracking be broken? Have you changed the way that you measure or track leads? Has your website had any uptime issues? Have you made any changes to your funnel or ads? Was something temporarily driving traffic up in months previously? Is anything happening at this time of year? Now, if you're unsure whether it's a seasonal dip based on an event or a certain time of year, you can look back at the waterfall for the same time last year and compare the data. There may be an indication that this is a common cycle that you can prepare for in future. For example, if you see a dip on July 1st, which looks like a regular Friday, but when you look back, you notice the same thing happened last year. Well, this would likely be because people are taking a long weekend to celebrate Independence Day on the 4th, but it might not be immediately obvious. And we have a very detailed guide on our website called How to Diagnose a Sudden Drop in Leads in B2B SaaS. I highly recommend that you check it out. Now, once you're sure that there's no environmental factor, the next step is to look at what tactical steps you can take to immediately boost the leads. It's no good to make SEO tweaks that will take a few weeks to take effect. We want things that can make an immediate impact. Now, here are some examples of things that we've done or seen work for our clients. Turn on an ad campaign, increase ad spend, run a webinar, summarize a blog post as a Twitter thread, send an email to your mailing list, publish additional content, resend old content to your mailing list, turn on exit intent pop-ups. It's a long list. And that's just stuff that we've pulled from actual client examples. The key theme is that you're trying to increase the frequency of messaging to your customers in whatever channels you have available to you. You're looking for growth hacks, not long-term strategic pieces. So focus on the things that will get results fastest. For example, you could repurpose some blog content as a Twitter thread. Now this will likely get some engagement on social media, and it also gives you an opportunity to link directly to the article on your website. And best of all, it shouldn't take you longer than an hour to do. What to do if you're overpacing? 
Now, if you look at your lead waterfall and you see you're overperforming, you can put your feet up and have a cup of tea or coffee, depends which continent you're on. You're smashing it, right? Well, unfortunately, it might not be that simple. If you're overpacing, it's important to look at what's working so that you can do more of the same. Let's carry on that example. If you repurpose that blog into a Twitter thread and you push your actual growth above your target growth, that's a great sign that it's an effective strategy and you should repeat that process. Not only can this be brought into your long-term strategy, but you also now know that you've got it in the toolbox for next time your lead waterfall isn't looking healthy. And when you plan your monthly goals and you look back at previous year's growth month to month, it becomes obvious that December will not give you the same growth as previous months. This makes it tempting to shut everything down for December and start again in the new year. Don't do it. If you effectively write off December, what you do is make life really difficult for yourself when January rolls around. You'll end up in a colder market while trying to return to full force. People won't know you or trust you, so they won't buy from you. Instead, use December to switch away from your regular SQL offer, less demos, trials, etc., and move towards content consumption or an MQL offer. CPM tends to be low for B2B SaaS in December because people have gone off on holiday, but this creates a great opportunity. We recommend taking any video content you have, such as webinars, chopping them up and running them as YouTube ads to those webinars. People are in constant consumption mode during this period. So by doing this, you will create video view history and larger remarketing lists. So when you come back in January, you can now serve them more pointed ads that they wouldn't have responded to in December. But now it's the new year, they're much more likely to be ready to buy. There's no way to guarantee that you'll always be able to meet your growth goals, but it's important to have an effective way to track it and a number of levers you can pull to change course if necessary. Now the lead waterfall is a simple but effective way to not only monitor your progress, but also look back at patterns and trends that affected growth in the past. By tracking your growth month to month, as we've outlined above, you're giving yourself the best chance to grow at your target rate and learn more about how you're achieving your goals. If you'd like to learn more about how we help B2B SaaS's grow through paid media and SEO, you should schedule a free SaaS scale session to chat with someone on our team. And I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. That's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.